in all of my career, and you ask me how did I jump from one thing to the other, it's just that one person that opened the door and showed me that there might be an opportunity that I didn't think about. And there might be a network or a thread that I need to pick up. Um, so this is what the CICC's strengths lies in. Uh, this is where we can uh, uh, provide those platforms for those that are on the other side of the world um, to get access to the U.S. market. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with Lomitech, and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel, and in media partnership with CTEC. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders, meet Sharon Vanek. Sharon is the Executive Director of the California-Israel Chamber of Commerce, the CICC, where she brings a remarkable 20 years career with significant expertise in international business and marketing. Throughout her career, Sharon showed an enterprising attitude from the start. In 1997, she moved to South Korea, where she started her long career in a traditionally male-dominated technical fields of infrastructure and homeland security. She was asked to become the first foreign CEO of the fast-growing Bermad China and brought the company to be a leader in waterworks infrastructure in the entire Southeast Asia. She then worked with the U.S. Army, Border Control, and highly secured facilities to create, enhance, and implement advanced solutions to existing and future problems. During 2008 to 2010, Sharon held Vice President Homeland Security and Infrastructure position in BDO I2I, which is part of the BDO Israel Consulting Firm and focused on the Indian market. Sharon Vanek, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. You're in California now, right? Correct. I'm in San Francisco, California. All right. That makes a lot of sense because you're the executive director of the California-Israel Chamber of Commerce. You're going to be telling me all about what that means. And I'm, and I'm deeply, deeply curious about, about your role there and your work there. But your journey is just mind-boggling. If I try to list it, it's going to take up the whole 20 minutes. Uh, but, you know, you spent some time in Asia and China, moving to the United States, working with the U.S. Army in border control, homeland security, uh, adjunct professor then in business school, uh, then on to uh, now being the executive director of the Israel Chamber of Commerce. I have to understand a little bit about your journey. And I want you to take me all the way back to your job interview on a flight to China. How, how did that, what happened there? Oh, wow. Okay. So you're taking me back some 20, 20 plus years um, when I was in China and I was volunteering to organize a business delegation that came with President Herzog. Um, they, they came to China just to explore what the possibilities are. And we are looking at 1998. Um, and at the end of the, the last day of the delegation, I was, you know, I was going through the different business people. All of them were men, obviously. And I shake their hands and I say, you know, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope that you, you know, you go back home with a lot of uh, opportunities. And if you ever look for someone on the ground, I'm here. And, you know, I go around and I shake their hands. And one of them, he was, he, he was just an amazing person. Um, Board of uh, the head of the board of directors of an Israeli company, 
And he told me, Sharon, I'm really impressed with all the work that you've done. And I see how you manage with the Chinese and you speak the language and everything. And if you ever look for a job, come and talk to me. And, you know, like in the stories, they turn around and they walk to the plane. And the plane wow. left Shanghai and actually had a stopover in a different city in China. So I turned back and I'm thinking in my head, what should I do? I have potentially, uh, you know, a job interview. So I pick up the phone and I call one of the security details of the president and I ask him, do you have a room on the plane for me? So he makes no some, way. he makes some, you know, some calls and he checks and he said, well, can you be in two hours in a different, you know, in that, that different uh, city? And I rush home, I pack a bag, literally just an overnight bag. And I get to the, to the airport and I get on the fly, you know, on the airplanes and I sit next to that business person. His name is Yuda Baha. And I tell him, here I am. I came for the interview. And that was it. Wow. So, um, so that's how I got my first job because he, he looked at me and he was puzzled and he said, okay, you're a go-getter and that's exactly what we need. And, um, that opened so many doors for me. Um, and it showed me, I was 26. I lived in China. I never really had a real job before that. Um, and they gave me an opportunity. And uh, that changed my life. It changed my life in so many ways because it taught me that if you want something, there is no wall between me and what I want. And and you need to believe in people. And you know, when somebody opens a crack on the door, if that's what you want, you just need to burst in. Um, I love it. I love it. So this is this is my first. Actually, that was my first and last job interview ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not even surprised. I have to say. Walk me through some of the other milestones and and how you. You know, one of the things that fascinated me most when I when I look at your journey from an, you know, an entrepreneurial perspective is is you know, the different things that you've gotten to experience, not just in the different verticals, but also in the different types of roles that you've had, and the different you know the different locations with the different people. Was this a was this a, you know a, something that you that you that you wanted? Was this something that you aspired to from an early age that you're going to be moving around and doing all these crazy things? Because you know most people they don't go between so many different careers. To be honest, no. <laughs> when I was a kid, you know, I grew up in a small town in Israel, um, a hole in the wall, as we say. I didn't think about you know, traveling the world. Um, I had a normal childhood. And when, when I was thinking, what do I want to do when I grow up? I knew it's somehow connected to business. That's all that I knew. And um, when I enrolled to university, what I wanted to study was just an advanced uh, study. So it was only a master degree, only an advanced uh, one. And I had to pick something for my bachelor degree. And I remember, I remember as it was yesterday, back in the days, we had thick book of, you know, all the courses and all the majors you have in university. And I was going, flipping through the, to the book with my parents and my dad, he said, well, you know, I, I have a feeling that the future is in Asia. So if you want to learn something which is completely different, something of interest, something that won't be like everybody else, go and study about Asia. So I spent my wow. bachelor degree 
um, you know, in East, uh, East Asian studies. And it opened a whole new world for me. And I knew that I wanted to move to Asia because, you know, you spent three years, you break your teeth learning Chinese, Korean, and, and, you know, through those years in university, through my bachelor degree, I, I just became so curious. Again, it's the other side of the world. It's nothing of what I saw. Again, we are talking about 25 years ago. There weren't that many foreigners in China, you know, in Israel, uh, you know, outside of the typical Israeli. And I knew that once I graduate, this is where I want to go because it's like reading a, a, you know, an adventure book or you read Harry Potter and you want to be part, you want to be immersed in that magic world. Um, and that's what my bachelor degree was for me. It was just a, a, a fairy tale. And I, I wanted to know what this is in reality. So wow. once I landed in Asia, and it wasn't China, I landed in Korea, um, it just fascinated me. And I said to myself, um, I, I, want to le- I, I want to learn more. I want to, the, you know, Israel will stay the same, more or less, but this is a whole new world for me. And I'm very lucky I found a life partner that shared that, um, you know, curiosity about different people, different culture, different parts of the world. So uh, we made a decision early on that uh, as long as we have the strength and the means, we want to travel the world and we want to experience. Incredible. I want to I wanna fast forward a little bit for the interest of time. I, I'm, I'm so sad to be skipping over what, some, some incredible stories uh, that you've had in the U.S. with the U.S. Army and the border control and the Homeland Security. But today, you know, executive director of the California Israel Chamber of Commerce, you know, obviously there's California, there's Israel, there's commerce, there's a chamber in there. What, what, what is this? What, what is this? Okay, so the California Israel Chamber of Commerce, uh, known as the CICC, is actually an industry-based organization that was founded here in California some 20 plus years ago by a group of Israeli business people that wanted to do what we know nowadays as, you know, as the LinkedIn and social media and all of this. They didn't have it. So they literally created an Excel sheet with the people that they know. So, you know, the six... uh, uh, six degrees of separation. They wanted to right. to see how they can expand their, their network. So this is how it all started. And really, as an, an organization, um, our mission is to create opportunities for different stakeholders in the industry. And there are different industries that the organization is part of to meet their counterparts on the other side of the world. And we do it through... Uh, you know, delegations and, and pitch events and networking and conferences and so on and so on. And we also work with companies as, you know, one-on-one, trying to help them to reach their own goals. And each company have different, different goal, right? One wants to raise funds, one wants to uh, get the network, get the branding, establish their operation and so on and so forth. So we work bottom up with really early stage startups trying to help them to understand what the US market looks like uh, because some some industries are very similar in Israel and, and here in, in, in the US or primarily in California but others they have completely different structure and just to name for example the healthcare uh, market or the agriculture market there's being structured differently so we really dive into those industries um, we also work top-down, means we work with big corporates and we help them with uh, technology scouting in Israel. Um, 
And we have an, a representative in Israel. We have the office here in California. We work all over California. So our focus, the fact that I live in San Francisco, it doesn't mean that we focus only on Silicon Valley area. Right. How do you know if you're doing a good job? So what, what are some, you know, the KPIs of the organization or how do you keep yourself in check? Because obviously there's so much happening between Israel and California specifically. And, uh, you know, especially as we've seen you know, in the last few years. And now, honestly, after COVID, not everything has to be done in person or, you know, in moving between places. Now a lot of things are done digitally. How do you know whether, you know, the, the, this organization is doing what it's supposed to be doing? Okay. Number one, we've been around for over 20 years and the world changes and there are so many different new ways to network. And the fact that the organization is still here and still thriving and operating and we have our community of over 10,000 people um, means that probably the organization is doing something right. This is number one. Um, number two, um, you know, if you try to look at at the organization, you know, the website or social media and so on, you won't see us very active like other influencers. And companies get keep getting to us, it's a word of mouth. So someone, and you know, people change their career, they move from one startup to another, or from one company to the other. And we get so many times uh, founders that come to us and say, you know, my biz dev person used to work for that company and he worked with you five years ago, four years ago, or 15 years ago. So it's really the word of mouth. So companies are coming back to us, entrepreneurs come back to us when they are in their new journey. Um, so only these two show us that we are probably doing something right. Right. And so as you're thinking through, you know, the last, even the last five or 10 years, what have you observed you know, even just looking back at, at what's been happening between Israel and California or what what we can expect for the future, where, where, what inflection point are we in right now? Because it feels like some inflection point. It feels like things are changing and things aren't the same as what they were before. Wow. Um, you know, you talk about changes and things that are not the same. I feel that a lot is, is the same. <laughs> Actually, wow. I feel that, you know, um, so when we look at the business community, the Israeli business community in California, uh, we can divide it to two groups. There is the group of people that come here just for a few years and then they go back. They come here either on a contract or they come for advanced, you know, postdoc in different universities and then they move back. So those are the, the temporary, uh, uh, you know, people in the community. But then we have those entrepreneurs that came here, I don't know how many years ago, they came with a company uh, and they stayed, they started their own business, their own company. They, um, they um, um, got some, some strength and, and experience from living in California. And um, now they became local businesses, uh, local startups. Some of them are more successful than others. Then they invest back in the community. And when I said they invest back in the community, it's not necessarily in the Israeli community. They invest back in the California community. They, they provide jobs. Uh, they give back to the community. Uh, and they, they became part of the, of the ecosystem here. So... Um, and, and we also feel that there are more and more companies that are curious and, and more people that are um, 
want to learn more about Israel and what Israel has to give. Um, right. So I don't see that we, I don't think we got to a peak. I think that there is so much more to be done. Right. Now, does your engagement with the companies maintain after once you make you know, these introductions and, and create those synergies? Because a lot of it is going to be company to company, company to employees, company to employers. Where is the California Israel Chamber of Commerce position, you know, once those those walls are broken down initially? Well, to be honest with you, I think that nowadays most of uh, um most of our impact is really with the early stage companies because right. once yeah. a company already have you know a round or maybe two rounds of uh of fundings they have network they have customers they have their links um yeah i don't want to say they don't need us anymore and you know you mentioned covid and we were thriving during covid because we we can give the access of knowledge we can give right. the access to the network we can provide access to funding. So really with the early stage companies, I don't want to say the clueless entrepreneurs that just dream about the US, they want to come to the market, but really with those that need that person to open the door. And if I go back to my own story, in all of my career, and you ask me, how did I jump from one thing to the other? It's just that one person that opened the door and showed me that there might be an opportunity that I didn't think about. And there might be a network or a thread that I need to pick up. Um, so this is what the CICC's strength lies in. Uh, this is where we can uh, uh, provide those platforms for those that are on the other side of the world um, to get access to the U.S. market. Right. Now, what, what happens, you know, let's say I'm an early stage company and I, and I reach out and, and now I'm looking for some assistance. What are what are sort of the steps that you would take with me so that you are best equipped to to help me? And then sort of how does this whole process look like? All right. So first of all, we have a questionnaire that we really sit with the the founder or the business person, and we try to understand what the company is doing, where they are at in terms of their product, of their strategy development, you know, fundraising, and so on. Once we understand that, we, we really ask hard questions. What do they need? And sometimes we get, oh, we need to fundraise, we need clients, we need market access, we want to launch our business. And we say, okay, hold on. Let's see what is more urgent, where you'll be able to get you know, fast results, what should be the process? So we really break down to the different processes and we tell them if they want to come to the U.S., there are three foundations that they have to, to have. There is the legal foundation, there is the tax foundation, and there is the people strategy. So right. All of which are, none of which are simple. Exactly. So we, we sit with them and then we bring experts. So if they need legal advice, we provide them legal consultancy. If they need tax advisory, we work with organizations and companies that have both Israeli and, and, and you know, U.S. Um, establishments. So we provide them different consultancy along the way. And then we, 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 um, we try to understand, okay, you, they're looking for fund, fundraising. Okay, you are an early stage or a later stage. What exactly is your, um, um, you know, industry that you are in? Then we go back to our database. And our database has... Tons of names. So we go and sort 
We're trying to find those, you know, if it's a VC or angels or whatever that they are looking for, and then we approach them. We sit together with the company. We write the pitch together because we can advocate for the for the company, you know, uh, uh, to a certain uh, limit. We, I also want to mention that in the CICC, we work with advisory boards. So we have people from the industry that volunteer with the CICC. They're all volunteers and they're coming from different walks of life. So if we're looking at our medtech uh, committee, some of them are doctors, some of them works in uh, some of them work in in hospitals, um, some of them work with um, uh, they, sem- themselves are entrepreneurs and so on. If it's our cybersecurity advisory committee, we have CISOs, we have investors, we have uh, people in, in, in fraud protection and so on. So. Once we get a company that we work with, a new member in our uh, community, I actually take all that information and I hand it to the advisory committee. And typically we have someone within that committee that will say, oh, you know what? I can open my Rolodex and help them and help Mm -hmm. these specific companies. So this is the process. This is how we work with them. And hopefully we we can help them. I, I love it. I love it. And Sharon, there's so much that we can talk about. I already have about 50 more questions that, that come up, but, but I'm all, and I'm always so sad that I call this show 20 minute leaders and not 30 or 40 minute leaders. What would be two or three words that you would use to describe yourself? Um, everybody say I'm stubborn. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm very curious in my, per, you know, in my personality and I'm very open-minded. So I would say those are four words because open-minded are two. But I think you, you you can't be successful. And yes, I did not I did not fund a, a company. I didn't invent anything. But I'm a very curious and open-minded person, and I'm very stubborn about things that I want to accomplish and achieve. Um, so I when I was asked if I can stand in a classroom um, and be an adjunct professor in in English. I didn't hesitate. I said, yes, I would, I never stand in front of people, uh, you know, in that capacity. I was never a teacher and an educator. Um, but I said, yes. And I said, you know what? Worst case scenario, they fire me after one semester. Yeah. It lasted a few years, <laughs> but. <laughs> that exactly. I was just about to say that didn't, that didn't really quite turn out that way. But, uh, but, but uh, so definitely share an incredible journey. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. I can't wait to share this with the world. Uh, really, really inspiring. And uh, stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you.